Welcome back to Tip Today, 1800-938-007. Let's do this. Tip FM's Match 3 Game. Tip FM's Match 3 Game. With Stakelum's Home and Hardware and expert electrical at Racecourse Road, Thurless. Stakelum's.ie And we're going to the phone lines and Deirdre is with us. Deirdre, good morning to you. Good morning, Fran. How are you? I'm very well indeed, uh, Deirdre. And how are you today, more importantly? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good stuff. Sun is shining, so ah, it helps, sure isn't, isn't it? Great. Isn't it great? Are you feeling lucky today? Um, well, if Andrew had to ring me out this morning, I was. But <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I had three this morning, but he didn't ring me now. So you'll oh, have to, okay. Well, let's you'll have to give out to him for that. Oh, uh, listen. I, I'm, I'm just tired <laughs> from giving out to him, Deirdre. That's what it is. Um, okay, you know what the story is then. You have to pick yeah. between 1 and 90. If it's already gone, I'll give you another opportunity. If you end up uh, calling out two that are wrong, I have to say goodbye, Deirdre. Is that okay? Oh, okay. All okay. right, so, um, so you know your first job then, between 1 and 90. Um, 17. Let's go to number 17. Let's open that box. 17 is a Fitbit Inspire and it's worth just under 100 euros. So it's a nice one indeed. You know the story now. You have to match uh, three, Deirdre. So uh, open another box for me. Um, 29. 29. Let's see what number 29 has for us. You're doing well because number 29 is also a Fitbit Inspire. So it's a nice prize. Are you feeling lucky now? No, the next one now is a guest, Fran. The next one is a guest, is it? You nearly want to be sitting on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. But anyway, we'll go and it might help somebody else out. Uh, We'll go with 31. We'll go with 31 and we'll see what happens where that is concerned. Oh, Deirdre. Deirdre, Deirdre. It's a George Foreman grill, can you believe? So sadly, you don't win your prize today, but you came very close. Yeah, yeah, right. I might get there yet. You might get there yet, and you certainly <laughs> helped out a lot of people, I would imagine, out there Hopefully, as well. Do you yeah. want to say hello to somebody as you're on, Deirdre? I'm sure anyone that knows me. Very good indeed. What part of the world are you in, by the way? I'm in a place called Brownstown, Clapjordan. Oh, very good indeed. Beautiful part of the world up around there. I know lots of people there. Look after yourself, Deirdre. Okay, thank you, Bye-bye to you now. That's Deirdre Clear there, up there near Clock Jordan. Two out of three ain't bad, as Meatloaf would say. All right, uh, let us go back to our computer and do this. For every problem, there's a solution. Dear Phil, on Tip Today with Phil Prendergast. The lady with all the solutions, Phil Prendergast, is with me in studio. Hello, Phil. Good morning, Fran. I don't know about all the solutions to this one. There's a little bit of complexity here. There is indeed. But first of all, can I talk to you about Vicky Phelan? Because, of course, uh, you know, huge outpouring of grief since yeah. the announcement of her death. Uh, yesterday, all the newspapers, say all the front pages. Uh, yeah, she was a real trailblazer, yeah. wasn't she? Wasn't and she a, just, a yeah. woman who stood up for her conviction. I remember when she was uh, went to America for her treatment, and there was a continuous blog, and the setbacks that she got, and she was in at what you'd say the centre of excellence with everything you could possibly need to monitor, to assess, to realise the effect or whatever. And I suppose when you're on um, a program like that you're hoping that every day is going to make you better and you're going to feel better and this these are 
groundbreaking treatments and at the end of the day you can only do what you can do. I think she made the right call when she realised that she had more tumours growing back and she decided to give herself a quality of the remaining time she had on this earth which is what she did and she did it with her plan and I think she had great dignity and she she really made a difference to accountability in this country for um, for people who are failed by the system and uh, the light of heaven to her. Thanks for that, Phil. Um, we'll have a look at our very first letter. It says, Hi, Phil. I'm a lady in my 50s and I go to the gym almost every day. I enjoy it and I feel so much better since I started going after suffering from various health issues over the years. I would be very comfortable with my body and I'm at an age now where I don't care who sees my wobbly bits. While I wouldn't be walking around with everything hanging out, I wouldn't be afraid to let the towel drop while I'm getting dressed. This takes me on to an incident last week where I was getting dressed and had the towel on the floor. Just as I had the bra on, a woman approached me and asked if I could please show some decency because she had her young son with her and my behaviour was inappropriate. I asked uh, what she meant by behaviour and she said that allowing myself to be naked with young people in the changing room was very inappropriate. I told her I only let my towel drop to get changed and she needed to lighten up. She called me a pervert. I was mortified. I haven't gone back to the gym since. I don't think I did anything wrong, but I can't help but question if maybe it was my fault. Normally people look the other way if somebody's changing. And should we not be proud of our bodies? So, Fran, when I when I read this first, I, 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 I read and took the view that the woman getting changed should have been more appropriate in how she gets changed. Now, I assume that this has to be a facility with a swimming pool because normally I, I go to the gym and I go home and do all... And, and I can tell you now, this one, if she's going nearly every day in her 50s, she hasn't got too many wobbly bits. But anyway, we'd say nothing that's if another, we're not going to have enough, discussion. a competition for yes. wobbly bits. But I, I just think that um, the lady who approached her did it in front of her young child her young son. And therefore, in me, conflagrated the situation because she drew attention to the woman, made her feel bad, called her a pervert. And that, like, that really wasn't appropriate in my view. There's family rooms where people who have children can be with them in there and get them dressed. And and to my knowledge, and, and I, this is where I am definitely in the wrong, I thought that there was a separate entrance and exit for them, that they wouldn't have to go through a general changing room. That mm. was my idea of it. I think that's the way some of those are designed. But that, that could be... It depends be, on the yes, gym, I suppose. I, I'm sure it does. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought... Um, the woman is very comfortable with her body and she has no hesitation in saying she'd probably do good in a nudist speech, but she didn't deserve to be abused by a woman who was there, who who felt that it was entirely inappropriate. I, I think the two of them are at fault to a degree here because I think the lady who's so comfortable with her body that she didn't mind about being naked in the in the changing room was, you know, just going along minding her own business to get ready. I know back in the day when I used to go to the swimming pool and you'd come out and you know the way you have to fight to get into your clothes and you'd be thinking oh Jesus. And you know I used I to know. just go into the toilet because I couldn't be sticking it like about <laughs> waiting to try and get drier. Yeah I know. <laughs> but anyway I, I think the two of them are, are as wrong. The, the, the woman who called her a pervert I, I think she was drawing attention to maybe how she feels about her own body. 
and given a lesson to her son that may not be entirely the correct thing. But the woman that's very laissez-faire about being nude in, in a, a public space equally needs to be a little bit more circumspect. You can get towels that just have a, that go around your neck and mm. they hang there and you can get as dressed as you like without being inappropriate in it. So I just feel that there's room for thought on both sides. I would be interested uh, in what people think about this. But I, I don't think the young fellow was put into consideration with either of the women, the mother of the child mm. and mm. the woman who was who, who was very comfortable with her body. So um, I just felt it was one that there was, yeah. there was no real winner there because there's a way around it for both of them. And if the woman is happy with her body, she should go to somewhere where there's where there's like minded people and just go to, you know. Yeah. But I mean she did have a towel on until it was time to do whatever. She said, I only let my towel drop to get changed. Yeah. And you know, she, the, the, this woman told her that and she needed to lighten up but she called her. Now, I mean why the woman hasn't gone back to the gym since? Why, yeah. why is that like? She, well, obviously there was a variable and maybe other people heard it and it got nasty or something. Yeah, but I, I suppose they, they can clarify that for us if, if they want but mm. I, I don't I, I don't think this woman's intention was to um, hurt anybody. Mm. And I do think that if the man was very concerned coming out with her young child, who was also in probably at the poolside or whatever, that um, to draw attention to somebody's nudity in front of the child that and call her a pervert was not correct. Yeah, certainly not. So it's, a, it's an interesting one. But what I'm really interested in is that you, you sort of change your mind a little bit on, on considering this problem. I you? did because my first thing was what's yeah. the lady in her 50s doing walking around nude in a, in a gym because I don't... Well, she wasn't really no, but walking you see, around was, nude, was when, she? Just... When, I, when I read the, the letter yeah. first, this is what came at me yeah. and I just thought, gosh, that's that's not right, you know. But then when I, I, I read into it and I, I looked back on it again and I saw both sides mm. and then I saw the woman that had the six-year-old whom she was trying to protect, she actually made him probably never forget this issue. I suppose, yeah. And, and also calling a woman a pervert for, for getting dressed in a gym after being having a legitimate reason to be there. She wasn't being there to be an exhibitionist. But she's yeah. comfortable in her body. So that's why I think it would be a, a good one to get feedback. Um, so I yeah, don't... Well, let's, let's get some feedback on that from, from listeners. 0833113311. I, I must admit, I was in Iceland on, on one occasion. I was in a, a spa sort of thing there. And like the dressing rooms, these guys were prancing around with all their wobbly bits wobbling. And I was I was appalled. By it. I was in Austria with the same thing. Absolutely appalled by it. Strolling around. Yes. Uh, and I just... And, and I in there with the, the togs on. Yeah. That, they, that was back in the day when you'd be wearing your togs. <laughs> the togs. Yeah, I know and um, I can remember also being appalled and mortified and I'm thinking, well, oh my that's God. That's something about, about us. I mean, I turned the other way in the bath, for God's sake, you know. Yeah, well, you see, we're, we're a bit so, well, I suppose it depends as well on how good you feel about yourself. I, I go in and have my shower, I get out of the shower, I get dressed, I've picked out what I'm going to wear, I haven't left there. I go to, my ritual continues, I take off you go. But like there are, we definitely are probably a bit prudish in this we country. Are. But yeah. having said that, I think you have to be very cognizant because the other side of this was if the woman, if it was a man coming out with his little daughter and, or no, uh, if it was a woman coming out with, with her child and 
it was a man that had dropped the towel. Right. There would be a whole lot of a different interpretation on that again. Right. So um, that's interesting, though. You know, it? I mean, it just you have to flip it when you are calling. So that's why I, you couldn't make a judgment on this because I think they they both are a bit wrong. But the the woman who drew attention to our young child and the woman's wobbly bits, as she says herself. It, it kind of, um, you know, mm. she wasn't correct to call her a pervert. The woman wasn't there in a perverted state. She was there because she was, she'd was she been at the gym. She'd had a shower and she was getting dressed. All right. So uh, let, let's hear from you on that. 83 311 We'll be popping stuff up on uh, Facebook for you to, uh, to uh, have your say as well. All right. Our second letter, dear Phil, my husband and I have been married for five years and every Christmas we have his parents over. They don't live nearby, so they come on Christmas Eve and they leave on the 27th. I don't see much of them during the year, so I put up with it. But this year, I'm putting my foot down. My father-in-law in particular is quite difficult. He is the king of everywhere he is, and our house is no different. When he arrives, he is ordering around either myself or his wife to bring him whatever he wants. He takes control of the telly and he dictates the times that we eat. I've had enough. After last Christmas, I told my husband no more. I think he thought I was just stressed and I would give in again next uh, this year, but I'm done. He told me last night that his parents are talking about this Christmas again, but I told him that he had to tell them that we're not doing it this year. He refuses to and says we can't do that to his parents. We're at stalemate. I told him if he wants them, here, fine, but I'm going somewhere else. What's the best way around this so it doesn't cause war within the family? Oh, gosh. I, I'm sure a lot of people can sort of... Yeah, they can identify with, yeah. with this. You know, I, well, first of all, I, I think she can change some of the, the, the management of how she does it. Like, it's once a year they seem to come. Um, I know coming on Christmas Eve and staying till the 27th can seem like a very long time, but in actual reality, it's not that long. In relation to his behaviour, if I was her now, I would have that remote control absolutely out of sight. <laughs> so so you would deal with the father? I would deal with the father. I would say, listen, we're going to have, this is what we're She needs to go occupy herself in a different way. If watching TV in a family room with a family, she doesn't particularly get on with, then she needs to go for a walk in the woods mm. while they're sitting down and he's doing his, his Lord of the, the Manor kind of thing. I, I think that to keep peace with her husband, it's, you know, that maybe, to, I know that it would be absolutely abhorrent if the husband said to her, well, we go to them instead. But by going to them instead, at least they could say, will we go Christmas Day for the day? Yes, you're in control. You're in control right. and they can leave when they like. But like, it's it's just one of those complexities that, you know, they're, they only seem to be married five years um, and there must be no other family because it's always them they come mm. to. Mm. So I think it's something they're going to have to chat out a bit. But for this year, she might need to come and she might need to take the father's side and say, listen, you know, very happy to have you really but I think you need to be a little less of a dictator in relation to what we watch on TV um, well the other thing she could do is organise that she has enough stuff to be doing so that she's not getting so annoyed the, there's no question about how she gets <coughs> on with the mother 
no mention uh, of that at all. No. You know, so I, I'm sure herself and the mother could do something if that was to Right, to but be surely her thing. husband should say, look, you know, have them over and I'll deal with my father and I'll chat well, to him. Well, you, you know? see, that would be my instinct that that, that should be mm. happening. But it seems like that he's passive yes. and just wants an easy time. But this is a discord within a marriage in a very stage, in the early stage in their lives. And if these are the only... Um, if this this boy is the only child of those parents, he is in a bit of a dilemma in trying to keep his wife happy and to keep them happy. Right. But it's only once a year and it's only for, a, like, really you can break it down into hours if you need to. You can, but it's Christmas and it's her home and, you know. Yeah, no, I understand that yeah. and I understand. I think it's quite complex. It's just that... She said she's had enough after last Christmas. I told my husband no more. So that was after four years, yes. four visits. Right. And I suppose she's looking down the long lens and saying, this is forever. This, these people are, now, you know, this is going to be forever that I have to put up with this. Mm. But like, I would find it very odd that um, that they can't come to some arrangement whereby if they're, if they're only seeing, and are they only seeing them then once a year? Well, it sounds like that. Oh, it's, right. it's very odd because yeah. it doesn't seem like a normal dynamic for a family. The father-in-law sounds like a, a well, right he sounds like a right. That, yeah, Either myself like or his wife bringing him whatever he wants. Well, you see, <laughs> I'd be one of those people who could say, do you know where that is now? Just go get it yourself. <laughs> and I would, you see, I, I would say that. But she sounds as if it's it's really gotten to her. Right. And um, they are going to have to chatter it out. And I think that the best thing that would be if the son would say, listen, Dad, you, you just need to stop bossing around our house. But like, it's it's just, a, it's an odd one because it seems to be very specific that they only come once a year oh, once on a Christmas year, yeah. Eve. Until one one of our listeners put a lot of thought into this, obviously, and says, tell the old lad to pick off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, that could be my first filter. <laughs> um, and where our first letter was concerned... Uh, she was in the ladies' dressing room. What uh, did the lady with the child expect? And uh, Martina was on to say, I totally uh, disagree with Phil on this occasion. That woman, in my opinion, did absolutely nothing wrong. She wasn't walking around nude. She was simply getting changed and calling her a pervert. I can completely understand why the woman never went back to the gym. She probably had to pluck up courage to go there in the first place. In fact, if I was that woman, I would get legal advice for uh, being called a pervert. That's a huge statement to make and very upsetting and degrading. Oh, I think I made that point, though, um, in yep. fairness. So I wasn't, I, I wouldn't be in, in disagreement. I, I think the woman was quite legitimately getting dressed. I did say that. Mm, yeah. But, um, Somebody else saying uh, exposing herself to a minor, she should have thought about the people around her. She, she wasn't, she wasn't exposing no. herself to a minor. She was in a place where people were getting dressed after a facility, um, using a facility, and um, somebody else decided to call her a pervert for for being mm. in a position where she was getting redressed. Quite, um, you yeah. know, I think there's a there's a conflicting information in relation to it because and on you know, on on the in the start of the letter she said, you know, I'm very comfortable with my body and all of that. So she's yes. very comfortable about nudity. But like it's you don't go to a gym so that you can be nude afterwards. You go to a gym to do the gym and, you know, part of that is if, if that is the facility and the idea is that you have your shower and you go you go and you get dressed into different clothes and go off to town or whatever. Um, I think the woman that called her a pervert was wrong because I think she she did, she, she body shamed her 
but she also drew attention to her six yes. or whatever age her son was. And that's the thing, because quite a few people, including Declan Dunphy on that, what age was the boy? Does that matter to you? I mean, obviously he was well, a child, but, Well, you know. whatever he was, the, the, the mother mm-hmm. of that young fella um, drew attention to something yes. and and probably like, would have gone over the kid's head, you know. I mean, it, absolutely, yeah. or he, he he might have been looking at her. But sure, I mean, yeah. we all looked at people when we saw them sort of doing things they shouldn't be doing, and mm. it was quite like as kids you were sort of really. Oh, innocent. not me! I turned my head. Um, <laughs> letter number three, dear Phil, my husband and I have been married for nearly ten years now, and we always had a good relationship. He went on a stag weekend with a bunch of friends a few weeks ago and I didn't bat an eyelid. I trust him completely. But when he came home, he told me that they went to a strip club and he got a lap dance. He thought it was funny, but I was completely devastated by it. I never thought he was somebody who would be into that and while I'm not a prude, it's made me so insecure in questioning our relationship. I can't get the image out of my mind of a naked woman writhing up against him and him enjoying it. Stop laughing, Phil. I feel like I've been cheated on. I'm also afraid that it might have sparked something sexual in him and he might want to cheat with another woman. He says I'm being totally dramatic and he wished he never said anything and thought we'd laugh about it. I suggested counselling but he says, I'm losing the run of myself. What do you think we should do? I think she should absolutely lighten up. First of all, he went to a strip club as part of this whatever, by organised by whoever. And a lap dance. That would not have been a naked woman no. in the lap dance, first of all. Right? Not that I'd know, but no. But it wouldn't have been because it's that's. I don't think that's a, an... Well, maybe it is. I don't know. Declan. Anyway, so... She was afraid it might have sparked something sexual in him. And he might. This man came back and said, listen, this is what we did. It was great crack. And she absolutely... He told takes her all the, about it. Absolutely. So he says she's been totally dramatic. I think she is. She's absolutely misinterpreting what was an occasion where he came back and he said, look, this is what we did. Um, we went to a strip club. Actually, there was a lap dance. This woman came and she was doing her bit as they do that is their job if you like if you go to those kind of places so um he he said she thought he told her he that she's been totally dramatic and he wished he'd never said anything as he thought they'd laugh about it and this woman on the basis of one journey away after they're married 10 years thinks that he should have counseling now because he told her he went to a lap dance. What was the counselling? Uh, well, it, it couldn't because this is a total overreaction to an event that you, you would not want your husband going to a lap dance club every weekend. You certainly would not. But I think in the context of this, it was a stag party. Mm. He went away for the weekend. He came back and he said, listen, till I tell you what happened. And she totally and absolutely... You know, now, so obviously she's feeling insecure because she was wondering, would that have sparked something sexual in it? Like, hello? Anyone can have thoughts in their head about anyone they like and they can stay in their head and it doesn't affect their marriage or their relationship or anything else. But this lady is actually, I think, worrying too much about something. And I think that she should just be a little bit pragmatic think to herself, yeah, I'm a little bit sad about that and then she needs to get over it because I don't think this man in any way did 
And mm. it's, look, it, I, I, I don't think it's something you'd like every every stag party that it's going to be something like that. Yes. Lots, lots of them do hiking up to the top of the hill and back down again and go for pints. Um, and people do different things and things come into vogue and things go out of vogue. This in this particular occasion, whatever genre of people he was with, that was their idea of, um, you know, entertainment for the poor fella that was getting married and would never be able to enjoy anything again. And here, this poor fella who was the beneficiary of the stag, uh, the, yes. the the lap dancing thing. So well, I, it's just a pity if a 10-year relationship that was obviously a good relationship could be destroyed by this. Well, she's suggesting counselling, but maybe she should go and have a chat with someone herself so yeah. that she can maybe reevaluate her attitude to it because I don't think this is um, a sackable offence for yes. the poor husband. And also know. maybe an understanding of what lap dancing actually is. That it's, it's, it, look, it's, it's a yeah. thing that yeah. is put on for people's entertainment and it's in a context where usually people have a, a good few drinks and they go there and it, it, it that's not an affair. That's not somebody doing something that's wrong. It, it's 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 a place where that sort yeah. of behaviour is considered part of the programme. Interesting. So she needs to look after herself a bit. She needs to have a chat concerned. maybe with somebody and maybe get her thing. And her husband came back and it wasn't a fessing up. He was telling her about the weekend. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, wait till I tell you what happened or wait till I confess to you. He wasn't confessing anything because he didn't, as he, there's nothing happened. <laughs> Phil, it's always good to see you. And thanks very much indeed for coming on with us uh, today. And if you want to react to any of that, a huge reaction in, especially to the first letter. Uh, loads more in on that. And I'll bring it to you if I get time in just uh, a little while. Thanks, Phil. Um, we'll take a break. Back in a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie 